Welcome to Straight Up Small Business. Thank you so much for joining me here on the podcast today. This podcast episode is going to run a little bit differently to normal in that I've decided to do a straight up book review as opposed to an interview with an expert or my usual accounting topic episodes. There's no intro or outro or other funky audio editing being done in this episode. It's a little bit no frills, but I think what I cover is pretty important if you're interested in this book. So let's go. The book I'm reviewing is Profit First, written by Mike Michalowicz. And the reason I'm reviewing it is because over the last couple of years since I've been in business, I've become attuned to the many entrepreneurs who have said this book changed their life or that they recommend it or that it's a must read at least. And there are bookkeepers in my network that have niched into Profit First, helping their clients to implement the system. And I've also just started with a new client last week who follows the Profit First methodology, so I need to take an interest. However, my experience with the book isn't completely aligned with the people who say it's an amazing read and that it changed their life for the better. There are many parts of the book that I struggle with. And I want to highlight some parts that should be read with a grain of salt in this review. Now, if you haven't read the book, then please be aware that there will be spoilers in this episode. And maybe this podcast episode won't make a whole lot of sense to you. Or maybe this episode will prevent you from having to read the book at all. I'll let you decide whether you want to continue listening or not. So the book starts with putting fear into the entrepreneur reader, saying eight out of 10 businesses fail due to lack of profitability. Mike introduces us to a business peer called Debbie, who had run a business for 10 years, working hard with her nose to the grindstone, only to end up in financial ruin, which she found out about only thanks to doing the author's instant assessment tests referred to in the book. The author tells his own story about how when he ran a perceived successful business from the outside once upon a time, on the inside, he had never once made a profit. And when another time he sold his business and got a big check to show for it, he whittled all that money away on luxury cars and startup businesses. Alarm bells are already ringing for me in the first couple of pages. Mike proposes that the traditional accounting methods to make and grow profits are flawed, that they are the equivalent of telling us to jump off a cliff and flap the living crap out of our arms. Specifically, he criticizes a well-known accounting formula that goes along the lines of sales less expenses equals profit. He says it doesn't work because there are never any leftovers once expenses are subtracted from sales. He says that businesses always spend as much as they earn, that there is a check-to-check, panic-to-panic survival at play amongst business owners. He calls businesses out-of-control cash-eating monsters, likening businesses to Frankenstein and Freddy Krueger, among other things. He says entrepreneurs hardly ever take anything close to a real salary and quote-unquote says, The majority of businesses that survive are racking up debt and their leaders are perpetually stressed. These are some really big statements in the book. Mike says the solution to overcoming all of this cash-eating monster malarkey is to take your profit first. 
and the book goes on to explain how best to do that. Mike discloses though throughout the book that he was never good with money and that financial documents give him the shakes and that he has no idea how to understand financial ratios. For the record, I am no good with ratios either, Mike. I last calculated ratios in my uni degree and I haven't done a lot with them since. So let me take you through the core principles of Profit First. Mike flips the well-known accounting formula of sales minus expenses equals profit to be sales minus profit equals expenses. Mike proposes that the traditional accounting formula makes logical sense but not human sense because it's human nature, according to Mike, to spend every last dollar that we have. Mike infers entrepreneurs are silly billies who need a super simple system to manage our cash, one that can be understood in seconds and one that is designed, and I quote, I quote Mike here, for humans and not Spock. Enter Profit First. The crux of Profit First implementation is what's called bank balance accounting. This means that you make business decisions by looking at your bank accounts rather than looking at your P&L report or balance sheet report or any other supplementary financial reports. So when money comes into your bank account, Mike instructs you to first transfer it out to five different bank accounts called income, profit, owner's comp, tax, and operating expenses. These accounts later grow to two more bank accounts called profit hold and tax hold. And later he asks you to open five more bank accounts. Those are called petty cash, employee pay, reimbursement, drip, and the vault. So by the end of this book, you're meant to have 12 different bank accounts. Mike says to never pay your bills before taking profit. And if you don't have enough money left to pay for your expenses, then you need to review those expenses because your business can't afford them. You're meant to make transfers out to your 12 bank accounts twice per month and the transfers are based on percentages. And the way you work out the percentages is via the Profit First Instant Assessment Form. And the way you fill in this form is to analyse your numbers. And for someone that doesn't like or understand numbers, I feel like there is a lot of looking at numbers proposed in the book. But more on that later. I wonder if Mike has heard of Zero because I feel like this book may have only been relevant in another time where we didn't have all the information we need at our fingertips in real time thanks to accounting software like Zero. There are things in the book that I like and here are some of them. Mike is funny and the book is really entertaining. I'll definitely give it that. I like how Mike encourages readers to pay themselves what they're worth and some of the anecdotes sorry, that he shares. Essentially, Mike drills into the reader the importance of paying yourself and never cutting your own earnings in order to make your business work. I think this is really motivational and in my own business, I've had to remind myself this over the years when I'm working 60 hours a week and only being paid the equivalent of a part-time staff member. So I get it. I also like Mike's encouragement and recommendations to cut unnecessary expenses within a business. I think this is great advice as many businesses have recurring expenses that they're not on top of that could be culled to make more profit. Mike says we need to learn to enjoy saving more than spending and I agree. And he instructs readers to pay down debt, 
This is all good advice, both in business and one's personal life. Mike says not to take your best month as your new normal in business, but rather look at a 12-month rolling average. 100% I agree with this because sometimes businesses shoot the lights out and in other times COVID comes and ruins everything and you need to be prepared for the latter happening at all times. And my favorite part in the book is the section on efficiency, where Mike says rather than aiming for more sales, instead you should make more profit by finding better ways to do things. And even in terms of the plethora of bank accounts that Mike proposes we open, I do like the concept of two of them, in addition to the everyday transaction account. That is having an account for tax savings. I like to sweep tax savings to such an account every month. And if you have listened to me previously, you'll know I love to remind entrepreneurs that GST was never yours in the first place. Same really goes with the tax you pay at end of financial year. I also like the idea of the drip account. This is an account you use when you get paid a large amount of money up front before you've even earned it or done the work. And then you drip feed it back to yourself as you do the work. I've never thought of this in a bank account format, but it makes sense, especially when there is a chance that you might need to provide a refund and you want to ensure that you haven't spent the money. Now, what I don't like about the book. What I wasn't a fan of in the book is the fear mongering that is weaved through it. With Mike's proposal that all businesses are cash eating monsters, I think he grossly underestimates entrepreneurs to say that most of us are living check to check and whittling away everything that we earn. I suspect that if you do this in your personal life, then you will do it in your business life. But I'm surrounded by very successful business owners who certainly aren't doing this. So none of the fear mongering really stacked up for me. And whilst I think inspiring business owners to care about and make more profit is a wonderful thing, I think making out that financial statements are the enemy and proposing that the only way entrepreneurs can succeed in business is to transfer cash into 12 different bank accounts seems bonkers. Having that many bank accounts blows my mind in all the wrong ways and I think it introduces unnecessary complexity into an entrepreneur's life. Not to mention in Australia, a lot of us have mortgages and these have offset accounts if you, uh, where you're able to reduce your interest by having um, a high balance in your offset account that is netted off against your mortgage balance. So paying ourselves back to our personal account to offset our mortgage debt will be far more financially beneficial rather than holding money in the company's owner's comp account, which if you read the book, you'll understand the reasons for doing that. I don't want to try and get into the realm of financial advice, which is an area I can't play in, but I think it pays to be skeptical when reading a prescriptive book like this, as it's not going to apply to everyone perfectly. And I find the instant assessment practice referred to in the book more complex than any profit or loss statement I have ever seen. It took a whole book to explain Mike's profit first methodology, yet I can explain a P&L to a business owner in 10 minutes. And whilst Mike proposes throughout the book that this method is going to be simple and save you, there are still many instructions within the book to ask bookkeepers and accountants for help in calculating the numbers and doing all the bank transfers. So if you don't have a bookkeeper or accountant, then you might end up more confused than when you started reading. I also think the book fails to... 
take into consideration for Australian readers the way that we have a pay-as-you-go tax system where the ATO requires us to pay money towards our year-end tax obligations during the year so that you don't get into a pickle referred to throughout the book of never having money to meet those obligations. Of course, the ATO only knows the right amount for you to pay if you're up to date with all of your tax lodgements, but if you're organized enough to run the profit first system, then you are probably going to be organized enough to be up to date with your taxes. In theory, I agree that you want to set your business up to make profit, but I don't agree with his reasons or his methods. And I worry that business owners starting out who haven't even given themselves a chance to try and understand the numbers side of things will conclude that they're incapable of doing so because of this book and never truly become financially empowered, just bank account empowered. So why did I do this review? Well, not just so I could tell you my likes and my dislikes about the book, It's because I want you to know, whilst I understand it statistically to be the case that many businesses fail in the first few years, there are tons of businesses that don't fail. I work with such businesses every day, and I think it's more inspiring for you to aspire to be one of those amazingly successful business owners who makes profits and pays themselves and gets into their numbers, rather than assuming you can't be trusted with your own money unless you transfer it to 12 different bank accounts before accidentally spending it on luxury cars. Not all businesses are cash-eating monsters, I promise you. And even if you are bad with your personal money, say you spend money on Uber Eats every day and buy a brand new outfit or expensive pair of shoes every week, this doesn't mean you will treat your business cash the same way. It's pretty hard and irresponsible to spend every business cent you make on legitimate business expenses. And if you are spending every cent you make, then this is usually because of higher than manageable cost of goods sold amounts think manufacturing costs or raw materials costs if you're um, a goods producer or hiring staff you can't afford or spending money on advertising that isn't returning sales. Being close to your business expenses and strategy will help you to understand and fix these things and a cash flow forecast will help you to not run out of cash in the future. Looking at your bank balances to make decisions, like Mike suggests, does not give you insight into the micro picture of your business. It only gives you insight into your business bank accounts at a point in time. Knowing you have money in your OPEX account to buy more Facebook ads doesn't mean that you should buy more Facebook ads if the strategy isn't working. If you have a great business idea and you execute it well, then you have every chance to be as successful as the next entrepreneur. But don't wait 10 years hoping for the best and not understanding your numbers like Debbie did in the book. Don't be like Debbie. I advise you to get your accounts in accounting software like Xero and look at your P&L weekly. If you're not making a profit, do something about it. Doing something about it means considering if more sales are possible or whether you need to cut expenses or whether you can create efficiencies like Mike outlines in the book. And if you're not making a profit for months on end and you're out of the startup phase, then you need to have a good hard look at your business. This isn't normal. Successful businesses do not make endless losses. They don't have ATO payment plans and they don't spend everything they earn. I do recommend that you sweep savings aside for tax and super. 
There are specific reports you can run in accounting software such as Xero for this, namely a business activity statement report and the payroll employee summary report. You don't need to guess or come up with percentages to work out these amounts. I do recommend that you set a realistic budget for your business for sales and expenses and that you track your results against it. I do recommend that you work out what you can pay yourself at the start of the year and then maybe six months into the year using a cash flow forecast. A cash flow forecast predicts sales and expenses in your business over the next 6, 12 or 24 months or however long you want the forecast to go for. It also pinpoints the times where there will be cash outflows for super and tax or cash inflows for grants and loans. It's not that complicated, I promise you. It might take a few hours going line by line across your business cash inflows and outflows, but it's quicker than reading a book and it's going to pay bigger dividends for your business success by helping you to have a deep understanding of your business instead of just transferring money to bank accounts based on arbitrary percentages. I recommend paying yourself a conservative amount month to month and then rewarding yourself with a bonus or dividend every 6 to 12 months. Never ever hire a new staff member or consultant without uh, looking at your cash flow forecast, nor should you make an extraordinary business investment without first running it through the forecast. To wrap up, I think Profit First rubs me up the wrong way at times because it goes against everything I'm about. I think entrepreneurs are smart and brave and amazing, but that sometimes they don't know their numbers and as a result, they don't reach their business potential. Because if you don't know your numbers, then you're running your business with a blindfold on. Every podcast I've made, every Instagram caption I've posted, every monthly report I've sent to our clients is about removing that blindfold. And the book Profit First essentially encourages entrepreneurs to keep the blindfold on, but to transfer their cash to various bank accounts as a fail safe because they can't be trusted with their money. If you have read the book, you will know how many times the author states in one way or another that he was never good with money. Don't paint yourself with this brush just because the book makes you believe that understanding your numbers is beyond you. Back yourself. And seriously, this book is complicated. So if you've read Profit First and you get it, then the good news is that you will find reading and understanding a P&L and balance sheet and cash flow forecast report so easy. I think it will take less than an hour to understand these documents if you get someone who knows numbers to explain them to you and you back yourself believing that you can. And even if you love Profit First and want to keep applying the methodology you've learned, there is still no reason that you can't attempt to know your numbers as well. It's like the analogy, give a man a fish, feed him for a day, teach a man to fish, feed him for a lifetime. The latter is what I think knowing your numbers brings. This is just my opinion and I'd love to hear from you if you agree or not. Send me a note via email or DM me on Instagram to let me know. And if you need help with zero bookkeeping, budgeting, cash flow forecasting, I have all the tools to help you. I'll put a link to some of my courses and freebies in the show notes. And if you need help on understanding your numbers, then please refer back to these podcasts. Episode one, bookkeeping is key to business success. Episode five, why every business needs a budget. Episode six, let's talk cash flow. Episode 12, why is there no cash in your bank account when you're making a profit? Have a great week and I will catch you next time.